Thank you. What a beautiful song. Do many of you know that? Beautiful song. I do take a seat. Uh, you can sit back on your sofa now if you wish. It's so good to see real people here this morning. Hello, and uh, give us a wave. Yes, it's so good to see you. And uh, at home, hello too. Um, we, get, we long to see you. We're going to work out how we can get more and more folks in here. Long for the day when there's two or three hundred of us here singing a song like that, lifting up the name of Jesus. Are you up for that? Are you ready? Oh, bring on the day. Um, we're starting a new preaching series. Oh, by the way, I'm going to preach in three little parts this morning. So uh, uh, in case you get fed up and look at my big face for too long on the screen. So uh, I'll be doing three short sections. I've got th- we're starting a new series called Courageous Faith, and it's based on the book of Joshua, okay? So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to the book of Joshua, and we're going to be starting from chapter 1 and verse 1. It's a significant moment here for the people of God. I believe it's a significant moment for us just now. So let's have a read from chapter 1 and verse 1. And I'm afraid I'm reading from the New Americans at the NASB because it just punches the words a bit stronger. So Joshua 1, verse 1. Now, it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore... Arise and cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. And just as I spoke to Moses from the wilderness and the Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea, towards the setting of the sun will be your territory. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you, so be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land, which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded to you. Don't turn from it to the left or the right, so you may have success wherever you go. Now, you might think, this series on Joshua, is it relevant for us today? I really believe that it is. It was an uncertain moment for the children of Israel. They'd been to this place before. They're, they were a bit of a, an odd bunch. They were not really, a, they, they, they weren't, a, a, they didn't have a strong sense of togetherness yet. And um, they're a bit of a ragtag bunch. They're hemmed in. They, they seem to be obstacles ahead. The, 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 there were enemies in the land. The, it, it didn't look easy. Going forward did not look easy. In fact, the last time they were at this point, they felt, no, nope, can't do it. We're staying put. And they spent 40 years going round in circles. Folks, don't let that happen to you, to us. Folks, 
something happened to dispel their fears and settle their hearts and give them a hope and a future. And I believe the Lord wants to do that for you. There's a lot of fear around just now, right? And I believe that the Lord wants to speak to us, to dispel our fears, to settle our hearts, and give us a promise, a hope and a future. Do you need that? Maybe you, you know, maybe you, you, coming to the end, well, hopefully the end of, of this lockdown time, maybe your job is looking uncertain. Maybe you've got, big, you've got some fears about your job. Maybe you're a student studying for your A-levels and you just don't know what you're going to do next. Uncertainties. Maybe as a family, you, 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 there's just pressure, pressures have built on you and you don't know what this next year is going to look like. Maybe, the, maybe there's illness. I don't know what it is. You might be in a place of fear and uncertainty and I believe that the Lord wants to speak to you this morning. Now, the first thing that we happen, and this is my first point, is that God spoke. God spoke. And I want to tell you this morning, the God of the Bible, the God who we know as Christians is one who speaks. He speaks. And he wants to speak to you. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Have you heard God's voice speaking to you recently? Or have you lost touch? He's the God who speaks. He spoke creation into being. He, he, he walked in the garden. Adam and Eve walked in the, in the garden in the cool of the day with, 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 with their creator God. And they, they talked face to face. They had, a, they, they had this wonderful re- relationship with their creator God, which, of course, we were all designed to enjoy. But they turned their backs, rebelled against God. We call it the fall. And they lost Eden, paradise lost. But God, in his grace and his mercy, didn't stop. He spoke to Abraham. He he chose Abraham. I'm just giving you a very brief background here. And he spoke to Abraham, Genesis 12. Go from your country, your people, your father's hand, to a land I'm going to show you. I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you. And I want to make your name great, and you're going to be a blessing. And I'm going to bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on the earth are going to be blessed through you. God spoke. God took the initiative, and something happened. A nation was birthed. And and then they end up in Egypt, in captivity, going nowhere. And again, God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. Do you remember? God spoke to him from the burning bush. And uh, he said, Moses, Moses, I'm the God of your father, Abraham. I've seen the misery of the people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out to rescue. And and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them, to bring them out out of that land into a good and spacious place. God had done all these things. So they came out of Egypt, but still they wouldn't put their trust in him. And so they go around in the wilderness for 40 years, and now they've got another chance here. So just before 
just before the book of Joshua that I just read, Moses reminded the people once more, Deuteronomy, and he says this to them, on your fathers the Lord set his affection to love them. He chose their descendants after them. Even you he chose. Then Deuteronomy 7, the Lord has chosen you out of all the people of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. Now, I want you to know that we've been included in this. What I've just been outlining to you, we call salvation history. It's God's plan to to redeem everything. And it ends up with new creation, new Eden, new heaven, new earth. Redemption history. And we've been included. Hebrews 1. The writer of Hebrews tells us, in the past... God spoke to our ancestors through prophets in many, many times, various ways. But in these last days, he's spoken in his son, in Jesus. He has spoken. We're included in the narrative, in the story. Have you heard his voice recently? I'm going to ask the musicians to come up just now while I'm finishing off this bit. You see, Ephesians 1 said... You were included in Christ when you heard the message, when you heard the gospel and believed the truth. Ephesians 1.13, you were included in this story. God coming and speaking and gathering a people, you were included. 1 Peter 2 tells us you're a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood, a people for God's own possession beautiful. Folks, maybe you're not a Christian this morning. We're going to do a song in a moment. and It's a bit different. We're going to do a performance song. Well, it's a performance song in here anyway, because we can't sing. But I want you to listen to these words. I want you to pray these words that they're going to sing in a moment. Because, folks, if you're not a Christian, why not make this your prayer this morning? Lord, I, I, God, if you're there, want to hear your voice. If you're a Christian, I want to say to you, when did you last hear God's voice? When did God's God's word last warm your heart? When did you last get that sense of, oh, Lord, you're speaking to me? Have you heard his voice lately? Further on in Hebrews, it says, today, If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. It's a key moment. It's a key moment for all of us after a year of not being together. I believe God wants to speak to us. It's when God spoke that things began to happen. And maybe you need a fresh sense of God's love for you, his care, that situation that's troubling you. You Maybe you need to know God's prompting about it. Well, we're going to sing this, well, they're going to sing this song now. And I'll ask you, make this your prayer. Invite the Lord to speak to you. Okay? Thank you, Richard. Beautiful song. Here it comes. Thank you, you're the God who speaks. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the Word. You really are the Word. And... 
we invite you individually to speak to us. Maybe some who've never known you personally this morning. Come and speak to them. Warm their hearts with your truths. And us here, oh, Father, don't let our hearts grow cold. Warm our hearts, we pray, with your living word. In Jesus' name. Okay, my part two. So the first thing, God is a God who speaks. God spoke to Moses, God to Joshua. God spoke and set in motion. You see, God's the one who, who initiates things. We, we, get, we have plans. We, we try and do things, don't we? But God is the one who initiates life, life-changing promises into the future. So the second thing is, God speak, God spoke, God promised. This is going to be quite a short section. God promised. One of the major themes of the book of Joshua is that God is faithful to his promises. He's a promise-keeping God. He keeps his promises. He who has called you is faithful. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever uncertainties you might be facing about the future, I want you to know that if you have made Jesus Christ your Savior and God is your Father, he will be faithful to you. He's a faithful God. He really is. I, they read that, ver- that passage earlier. Because we talk about the, the promised land. That's the inheritance. That's the, the inheritance of God's people. And, and for us, that, that speaks of a hope and a future. You've got a hope and a future because of Jesus. And we can trust him. He is a trustworthy God. He'll bring us back. He'll bring us home. <laughs> hey, it's, it, it's a beautiful world we live in, but it's, it's pretty obvious that it's broken, isn't it? You can see it's broken just now. But I want to tell you that one day it will be made new. And you'll, you and I will enjoy the presence of the Lord. It really will be a promised land. Your future is secure. If you're unwell, if you are ill, if you are suffering right now, don't be afraid. You have a future because God has promised. He has promised. And so the book of Joshua is a call to God's people to trust even when the odds seem to be against you. As they stood on the edge of the promised land, oh no, there's armies, there's, there's big people, there's problems. And because they didn't trust last time, they spent 40 years going around in circles. Folks, looking forward now, I want you to know that God is faithful. Trust him. Don't be fearful. Trust him. He loves it. God loves it when you and I dare to trust him, especially when things look difficult and uncertain. Dear folks, there's there's so much fear in, in the world around us. And I want to say to you, family of God, church family, don't be fearful. I've said this all the way through this pandemic. Be careful But don't be fearful, because we know where fear comes from. It comes from the pit, and you don't have to be fearful, because God has promised a hope and a future. And God really values our trust. When you trust, say, I'm going to believe. 
It's looking a bit bumpy, but I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to believe that you have my future in your hands. And at the end of of Joshua, chapter 21, verse 45, says this. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. He is a faithful God. There's only one song we can sing in a moment. If the musicians would like to come up here, we're going to sing this in a moment. You see, he's trustworthy. Jumping into the New Testament, Romans 8 says this. Thinking of your uncertain life, maybe, and things that you can't see how things are going to work out. Well-known verse, Romans 8, verse 28. We know that God causes all things to work together for good, for the good of those who love God. God. To those who are called according to his purposes, he goes on to say, what shall we say then? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him for you and me, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? So please, in your uncertainties, we're going to sing a song now. Make this your prayer too. And I mean... You know, belt it out if you're on your sofa at home. It, this is a one. Great is thy faithfulness, O oh God, my Father. It's true. Believe it. Claim it. Make it yours this morning. Thank you. Okay. Wow, you don't know how hard it is hearing that and not singing. I mean, honestly, you know, it's agony. <laughs> um, folks, dear, dear church family, I just want to say to you, Take hold of these magnificent truths. He is faithful. Whatever is happening around you, whatever you're facing, whether it's exams and studying and what to do, jobs, you don't know what's happening next, he is a faithful God. You can trust in him. So please, let's hold on to these wonderful truths. My last point, God speak, God spoke, God promised, God commissioned. He he has something to say to, to Joshua and to you and me. And it's verse 2. Now therefore arise. Now therefore arise. And cross this Jordan, you and all this people. Now therefore arise. Let God arise. Let God's word arise in your heart. Let that, that, that knowledge that he is with you rise in your heart. Let that knowledge that he is faithful rise in your heart. Don't let fear dominate. God commissioned. There was something to do. He didn't say, okay, Joshua, go home and sit it out and all will be well. Folks, it's a time for us to be arising as the people of God. It is. You don't need me to tell you that there's people all around you who are fearful. Your neighbours, perhaps members of your family, fearful. There are people around us, all around us, who usually don't like to even think about death. But they've been forced to these last months. And it has wobbled a lot of people. There's a lot of fear around. Folks, it's time for the people of God to arise. You see, the beautiful thing about the people of God here is that they were... God was calling Joshua and, 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 and co. to be a display people. 
a light set on a hill. They were to be a display people, showing forth the the goodness of God, the trustworthiness of God, the kindness of God. And we've been called by the Great Commission, go make disciples of all nations. We're to be a show people. Not a showy, a a show people. A, 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 A city set on a hill, a lamp on a lampstand in dark times. And it's, it's not that difficult. When you're speaking to friends and neighbours and colleagues uh, about COVID and fear in the future, all you've got to say is, have you got a faith? Have you got a faith? And suddenly the conversation's open. And you can tell them about your faith. Folks, it's time for us to arise. Not to stay hidden, but to arise as we go forward. We're to be a display people. It's a moment for us to be courageous, to be courageous, to be bold, and maybe to ask that question. Have have you got a faith when you're chatting, having conversations with people around you? Time to be courageous. They're desperate times. People are more than ever alert to uh, their destiny, their future. And so it's a time for the people of God. Now, here's the thing. This fear deal, I guess there's probably quite a lot of fear even within the family of God. What is the antidote to fear? What does God say to Joshua and his people as the antidote to fear? What does he say? I will be with you. I will never leave you. There in in verse 5 and verse 6, Beautiful. Just like as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never forsake you. You're safe. You're okay. That is the antidote to fear. Not trying hard and not to think about it. When you feel fearful, to hear that, let those words echo in your heart and mind. The words of your Savior and Lord, your Heavenly Father, saying to you, I am with you. Is that good? Is that, is that good news? Folks, it's, this is the treasure that we have as followers of Jesus. We do not have to be fearful. So I, I want to say to you, as time allows, when time allows, when we're able to gather more and more, step out. Please don't, don't, don't remain a couch potato. Okay. Um, you spent a year sitting on your sofa. You're probably quite comfy. Hey, it's time for us to be stepping out and do things properly and in order and so on, but it's time to be stepping up. Don't let fear ensnare you. God has said, I will be with you. Let me apply this personally. I'm coming into a close now. You see, the Christian life is a walk of faith, isn't it? It's faith. And faith comes from knowing that God is with you. Doesn't it? Faith comes from knowing that God's with you. Let God arise. Let there be faith. So in your walk, in your, in your daily life, in your, in your marriage, in your family, in your home, let faith characterize everything about you each day. In your 
workplace, wherever you're, you're going, let faith be the mark of your life. And that only comes from knowing that God is with you, hearing his voice. He speaks, he's, he's faithful, he commissions. I, what, I, what, let me just be really personal. How's your daily devotional with the Lord just now? Have, has it gone a bit to pot? Has it gone? Well, join us on our King's Daily, 8 o'clock in the morning. Come and join us. Get that pattern of daily devotion strong in your heart and life so that fear doesn't dominate you. God has spoken. God has spoken to us as a church family. Many years ago, we, uh, God spoke specifically when we were meeting in a school up in the north of Norwich. Do you remember? Dear Keith Hazel was with us, and he's, he's preaching from uh, uh, Judges somewhere or other about Samson. And he, and, and he just began to say, I believe God wants to give you a gateway into the city. And we, we moved to Fishergate, and then we to the heart of the city. There's been several words that God has spoken to us. And I believe God's speaking to us now. God is speaking to us. There's been a number of words. I'm not going to look at many. Perhaps musicians could come up as I, as I do this. But for us as a church family, there's been some lovely words. Uh, before the pandemic ever began, uh, Dear Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Green, wasn't it, who brought a word about a change coming um, f from Constable to Picasso. It, it's the same thing, but it's going to look different. Little did we know what that would mean with the pandemic. And there's been other words about moving from Act 1 to Act 2. And A lovely word that I've seen here, um, I think it was uh, Ashley, Ashley Drew, who gave us this one about a, a picture of a campfire in a dark place. And Flames um, and sparks going out. Sparks normally go out and when they, they, they die, when they leave and fall to the ground. But with, with these sparks, they, were, they kept glowing. And in fact, they started little fires all over the place. Lovely picture of taking the presence of the Lord with us wherever we go. And there's been several others. Um, Linda Bowes brought a word about uh, thinking of the, the being in the desert and, and, and so on. That... Um, uh, God was, was uh, transitioning us in, 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 in a challenging place, would, would bring, us, bring us out the stronger. In fact, there's another lovely word here. My time's nearly gone. But um, it was from um, one of the life groups, one of the home groups the other week. And um, Dan Rowe wrote this in. We were meeting as a life group last Thursday. Kit Jackson had a picture uh, which we felt could be for the church family. We were pray praying about Marcus's encouragement from Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. And fruit takes a long time to grow. Can't be forced. But then Kit was praying, and uh, she obviously knows about gardening and things. And she talked about, uh, I'm, I'm jumping on here, picture of forced rhubarb. That in a dark place, it really grows. And even through this dark time that we've been through, believing that God has been bringing growth to the church family. And Dan, Dan Rowe went on to say this, I think the picture fits with what God has been saying about the reshaping of church life through this time, coming out stronger as a church family than before. Church, God is a God who speaks. He wants to warm your heart with his word. He's a God who is faithful and he's a God who commissions us and fear all our fears can be dealt with because he is with us we're going to sing a, another great hymn now well we're not going to sing but you are I hope um, and it's here the call of the kingdom and I want to say to you 
all of us, church family, let's be asking the Lord to speak to us afresh, to warm our hearts, that we'll sense that uh, stirring afresh that God wants to take us forward at this time. Okay? So uh, thank you for your patience. Let's stand, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can't sit with this one, I don't think. Richard, thank you.